Hello and welcome to the Fossil Huntress podcast. I hope you guys are all doing well. Today on the show, I thought we would go uh, down, down, far, far south to the country of Australia and then a little bit back in time to her Pleistocene. So that's that stretch of time about two and a half million years ago to about 11 and a half thousand years ago. So a little snippet in geologic time, but many things happened around the world and particularly in Australia, that was the time of her beautiful megafauna. So I thought we'd go there today. Back in the Pleistocene, the climate in Australia was highly variable, so wet years were offset by dry years, and those droughts um, continued and extended. So year upon year in those last two million years, the, the rain became less and the drier periods became longer. In Victoria, changing sea levels meant that the coastline extended further south, and at times Bass Strait was a low, wide, open plain, and at other times it formed a shallow bay fringed on each side by a row of hills and mountains that now form Flinders Island in the east, and King Island in the west. And Tasmania was not, as it is today, an isolated landmass, but linked to the Australian continent. Australia has always boasted some of the most weird and wonderful animals on the planet. And this was especially true back in the Pleistocene. In the late Pleistocene, the animals that we would have seen roaming Australia were very different and much larger than the ones we know today. So their wombats and echnidas and koalas were gigantic compared to their modern relatives. Vast mobs of kangaroos roamed the inland grasslands, and they were not always the same species that we know today. They were their ancestral lineage. So the most common of these was a short-faced kangaroo. The largest of the kangaroos was Proptoptodon galia, which stood nearly two and a half meters tall and weighed about 200 kilograms. So that's three times the size of a big red kangaroo today. So these were massive beasties. So back in the Pleistocene, you would have recognized um, the larger versions of the kangaroos and koalas, but there were also some other animals that lived and died in some of our oldest relatives. So the first humans um, to... Uh, be in Australia would have um, lived alongside them and perhaps hunted them, um, but they're gone from us today. So one of those, Diprotodon, is like a big herbivore with this massive cranium and two teeth pushed forward, and he would have been out roaming the grasslands and munching down quite a few calories each day because this guy was about the size of a, of a great big SUV. And they went extinct about 44,000 years ago. And one of the things um, that their fossils tell us is that the years of wet and drought were becoming um, drier and drier, so less rainfall. And some of their fossil remains, because um, it's mostly the, the young and the older adults, so they're the first to fall in a drought, um, show us a pattern of a, of a drying Australia. And so between perhaps a little human hunting 
and um, and then the drier climate. These fellows eventually left us, and we'll never know for sure which of those uh, combination of factors um, pushed them into the fossil record. But they are the first marsupials, and they were giant marsupials, the biggest ones to ever live. And there were some other tapir-like creatures, about the size of a large cow, um, again, another herbivore that would have used its powerful claws and forelimbs to strip bark from the trees. So there were wonderful members and offshoots of that family. I'll do up a little post on them because they're hard to picture. Um, he kind of looks like a big bear, but a big bear with a very strange face. And there's some lineage there so that some of those first finds were found in the 1830s in New South Wales and eventually passed their way to Sir Richard Owen, who we've talked about in an earlier podcast. So we'll do a post on those. And the other ones are um, wonderful uh, uh, creatures like emus. So the, the most, the strangest creatures um, were the last of the Mihurung, a, a family of giant birds, uh, most closely related to ducks. So by the Pleistocene, this once abundant family was represented by just one species, the Newton's uh, Mihurung, which stood only a bit taller than a modern emu, but was five times an emu's weight, so a very big bird as well as those weird and wonderful and massive herbivores, there were also plenty of meat eaters. Um, Thylacolio was similar to a leopard in size and hunting strategy. And there were also folks like Thylacin and the Tasmanian devil. So they were more common and larger than they are now. And some of our sweet little uh, um, modern species, like the musky rat kangaroo, who's a, who likes to eat um, insects today, fruit and a little guy, you know, some vegetation and mushrooms, his older relative back in the Pleistocene was a bit more of a meat eater. So there were giant rat kangaroos that stood two meters high and were out in the forests hunting their brethren. So... Um, they like to snack on meat. Um, there were some wonderful giant crocodiles in the north, um, huge snakes and strange horn tortoises uh, that completed the sort of menagerie of Australian giants. And the largest animals of the Pleistocene we know as megafauna. And they were part of a cohort of giant species that characterized the Pleistocene around the globe. And while Australia had many large, large animals, certainly much larger than their counterparts today, um, they didn't get to the really big animals um, that the other continents had. So around the globe in the Pleistocene, around the world, all of the animals were bigger, um, but the Australian megafauna, those really large animals, were smaller than their counterparts globally. So megafauna were the large animals that went extinct during the Pleistocene. So just about the time that humans were spreading around the globe and the climate was shifting yet again. So they're similar, to the animals we have today, but they were a whole lot bigger. So many large animals, such as the dinosaurs, went extinct at the end of the Cretaceous. So that's 65 million years ago, and it's 
the same time period where we lose our ammonites and there's a global shift. So after the age of um, dinosaurs and reptiles, we see the age of mammals. So mammals that were quite small slowly evolved to be larger and larger and kind of um, compete in that ecosystem and moving up to become the apex predators. So the term megafauna refers only to large species, usually over 45 kilograms, that went extinct during the Pleistocene. And there were many other smaller species that also disappeared during this time, but it's the giants that get all the attention. And megafauna weren't just in Australia. We see them around the globe and you'll know some of them. So woolly mammoths and saber-toothed tigers are probably two of the, the best known. But each continent had its own legion of giants. So in Europe, the mammoths grazed alongside giant rhinoceros and cave bears. In North America, mammoths and mastodons coexisted with ground sloths and giant birds. Um, these were birds with the wingspan of five to six meters, so really big birds again. In South America, we had massive armadillo-like fellows and um, huge saber-toothed taggers alongside terror birds, so again, birds that are three meters tall. And even islands had their own giants. So New Zealand had flightless moas and Madagascar had its elephant birds. And I did a little post up on uh, Madagascar's elephant birds uh, this week. So you can check that out over on the Archaea blog if you want to learn more about them. By the end of the Pleistocene, between about 10 to 30,000 years ago, most of these large species had disappeared. So the only large species to survive were in Africa and in our oceans. So these are our elephants and hippos and blue whales. And North America lost at least half of its large species, while South America and Eurasia lost about one third. But in Australia, the toll was the highest of all. So nearly two thirds of all the largest species to ever walk Australia disappeared altogether. So um, this was a shifting climate and drought and drier year after drier year. And then of course, um, our relatives that um, like to hunt some of these wonderful creatures. So it was a shift for Australia, but a, an amazing time. And I'll do up some blog posts on um, with some images of the megafauna because some of them are hard to picture. And um, I'll talk to you guys all soon. Take care. Bye-bye now.